and welcome to Miller's Game Room Podcast, episode number 11, the episode that's late because, well, I struggled to get a topic done for today, so it's kind of like, oh, I'll just delay it subtly, and then the Nintendo announced a Direct, which um, leads me on to today's format, because I'm doing something slightly different, where I'm going to um, record everything up to my... Um, like the, the news prior to the direct and what I've been playing first and then have the direct as the main topic which will basically be I watched a stream and then I think a little bit and then ramble so that'll be my topic today and um, well when it's done in three parts but I don't think it really matters so um, yeah if you don't want to keep tuning in keep like follow the algorithm like favorite subscribe etc notifications on your platform of choice which um yeah i'm going to hopefully keep going every ideally every two weeks but you know disability i can't guarantee it and this is one example as to why plus also my original topic was going to be white album 2 but i've not finished it yet but i will get on to a bit more about what i've been playing with that later and also i um i don't talk about too much on here but i do have like a um a like youtube channel where i put the podcast on as well and I'm hoping to get a few like, collection videos up at some point and stuff like that because I got my shelves back so I can have a little background and have my little games and talk about it and um uh I did start with DS but I think I might um as well as do 3DS and Switch so those kind of modern consoles if that makes sense uh just I'll just plan it as I go I suppose uh, let's get started with the gaming news. Um, first up was the big one with um, Sony announcing that they've acquired Bungie for around like $3 billion. And the intention is to basically have them be an autonomous multi-platform studio to help Sony with all like online live service stuff, which uh, I don't care for, but it's still significant because, well, it's an acquisition. And it's like, on my last podcast, I literally said, these acquisitions are not going to stop, and... Here we go, an acquisition, which wasn't a reaction to the whole like Activision buyout, but was like in the works anyway. And the head of Sony, like Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan, was going absolutely expect more acquisitions, which um didn't really shock anyone to be honest. And now people are starting to speculate, like, oh, is who's going to buy what they're going to buy next? And all honesty, probably a Western studio. That's my hunch, but. Given that Sony's a Japanese company, I suspect that a Japanese dev could be on the table as well. Although, unless they're like, not extremely niche though, because Sony have kind of moved away from the really niche demographic, which was really prominent on the PS3 and the Vita, which, well, that's just a fact, really. Uh, next up was uh, Nintendo Financial Earnings that came out last week, which... um. Switch has now officially topped 100 million units sold. It has now topped, um, a f- the more accurate number is 103.54 million, which is outselling the Nintendo Wii. And it's now Nintendo's best-selling home console, and it's a beautiful console and absolutely deserves a success. And, and it means we also deserve the amazing games that come to the Switch. And it's really good to have such a success and kind of like... I'm glad because... The Switch for me kind of combines the best aspects of other consoles like the first party support for the Wii U, including much of its library, and the 3DS as well. Of also things like the Vitas, like 
touchscreen and demographics so like visual novels and that on the switch the the, the collector audience for games also if it's on move to the switch and that kind of thing and i honestly think it could outsell the playstation 2 and the playstation 2 is like 165 million units sold like it's the best selling games console ever and i think if any console can do it at this point it's the switch and i think that like it will happen like obviously not for like four or five years but Considering Nintendo see the switches in like the middle of its life cycle, they'll be keeping it around for a while yet, and I can blame them because it's literally print. It's literally like printing money, so it doesn't really matter. And other sales figures, because they announced a bunch of other sales figures as well. Um, Mario Party Superstars at five point four three million. Metroid Dread at two point seven four million, which I believe makes that like the best-selling Metroid game, but not one hundred percent sure on that. And the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes at 13.97 million, so I'm shocked at the news regarding that. Uh, Nintendo commented on the acquisitions in their investors call as well, and the president said that it's not completely off the table, they're just not interested, because it links to things like, if it's not in the Nintendo DNA, we don't want to buy them. And like, they're only, they've only ever done a few acquisitions themselves, they tend to rely on partnerships and... A lot of people go, oh, but they bought Next Level Games. But it's like, yeah, but the, the people that own the shares for Next Level Games were looking to sell. And if Nintendo didn't jump in, they would have gone to somebody else. And they probably would have lost, like, a studio that made, like, some of the most well-known, like, Mario spin-offs. As well as, like, Federation Force. And, well, other licensed games, which won't be the case anymore. But it's nice to have a some, like... Nintendo choosing that approach of sticking to collaborations, which is better, like, they don't even own, like, how laboratory, intelligence systems, and that kind of thing, like, most of the companies they work with, they don't own, they're just in a partnership with, which is how it should be, to be honest. On to some more, like, niche stuff, we have Loopers coming to Switch in Japan, which is, like, the latest VN from Visual Arts and Key, which is a kinetic VN, the scenario is by Ryukushio7, and I can't read Illustrator, but it's a different Illustrator as well. Uh, it was announced for a localization a while ago, I think for PC, but there were no updates. But looking on the website for the, the game's Switch version, Prototype basically confirms that there'll be an English tech support, because it has like Japanese, English, and Chinese, which is really, really good, because, well, it's like... Especially because like, there was such a missed opportunity with Summer Pockets, which you've got both Summer Pockets and Reflection Blue on Switch, but neither of them have English tech support. Even though Summer Pockets, the base version of it, is available on Steam and apparently didn't sell too great from what I vaguely remember seeing. So we didn't get Reflection Blue. I said, I remember now, the publisher was like, if you don't buy this base version, we won't release the enhanced version here. So people don't buy the base version because why would we pay twice for an incomplete product when the enhanced version is better? Like, it's common sense, according to a lot of people. Especially, like, if you don't have much money, you're going to want to get the complete version. And then another like, visual novel, it's um, Dig Rock Documentary of Youthful Sounds, which is a, uh, a visual novel adaptation of a drama CD franchise, and it's um, Idea Factory involved in it. There's also a collaboration with the owner of the Dig Rock drama CD's Mint Lip. And I think considering it's Otomate, I think it does have a chance of coming west, but probably one of the more low-key releases because I'm not sure anyone even knows what Dig Rock is, like I did until it was announced. But I don't follow drama CDs, so... And finally, which is um, the fan translation for the mini after-story portion of White Album 2, which takes place after the true endings for the two main heroines, 
is getting a fan translation from the same group as the one who did the base game, which is good news. So people can experience the whole story until an official localization happens. Which actually brings me on quite nicely to the second portion. What I've been playing. And a few things, but mainly White Album 2. It's so far I'm basically on the, the final portion of the game, which is Coda. I've only got two endings left, which are the true endings of both heroines, because I've done everything else, but it's fucking long as hell. It's just, yeah, it's really tiring. I think when I'm done, I just want to just take a break from the ends for a bit, and maybe RPGs, definitely shorter games too, but not just stop to sit and do the ends for a lot, because that's just really intense. It's really intense just sitting down reading a lot, and especially because if I start sitting down once, I'll be at it for like three, four hours. Like, the game's just that good. After like, and also because after like skipping all the eight scenes because I do not want to do all that crap because well it's eight scenes and I don't play fan translations for that I want to read actually read good games that will never get an English version. I was hoping to have gotten the true ending and that done for this episode as I mentioned before for the topic but that is just not going to happen because it's so fucking massive. And yeah, I'm just gonna just let it sit on its own and just. Uh, just let get done and then try to get done next time round. I'm hoping to make it either a topic for next time, and maybe possibly like uh, put something about it on my little YouTube channel where I have like just probably like get my notes together from when I've talked about it on like episode ten and whatever I do next, and then just have it in something that and put it up just to go like, oh hey algorithm, let's find out why this VN is great. And, you know, got to get the the clicks and stuff. And I did talk about a couple of things as well, in terms of games I've been playing. Um, Rainbow Origins, that's one I played as well, like Vita Childhood game. And, um, well, it's Ubisoft, so I'm not going to go too much into it, because I don't want to give the game too much airtime. But if you like platformers, it's definitely worth getting secondhand, because don't, like, fuck Mikel Ansel, who was in, in was founder to be, like, have some, like, dirt on his back in terms of, like, the abuse stuff which is horrific not as bad as I people but still pretty bad and it's really hard but like it was still enjoyable and it looks good on the Vita I definitely prefer Raymond Legends but I never actually finished this one so I'm glad I got to get around to doing that other games um Animal Crossing I'm addicted to New Horizons again which is really good because um one of my friends was like oh I can I can give you a bunch of stuff on it and um yeah um she gave me um like millions of bells so like i'm now a multi-billionaire on new horizons i have like eight million bells and i've bought a ton of stuff and i have expanded my island a bit because i've given tons of items and recipes as well and um one thing i've added is i've got a little boat yard like on the east side of the my island i've got a bunch of boats customized with like logos for, like ogpt and um neurodivergent stuff which is cool and I've also got a little boatyard where I've got a couple of the damaged boats and the whole, like, let's get them fixed up and that kind of thing. And some cacti. It's all a little fishing area. And a couple of things as well, like, I've done some other tweaks and it's like, I'm going to have to probably record a new like, island tour when I've done it all because I still want to get a couple more things done. Like, the one thing I want more than anything is the recipe for the wooden bookshelves because I want to make a library. And something like that to have, like, whether it be outside or inside, just something that kind of really shows off the whole, like, I want that kind of area, or even like, maybe I could make it simple like a game collection or something, because that'd be so cool. 
Oh, I've also made in my house a uh, a pink room as well, where most things are like really pink, and it's just so cute. I love it. It's so fun, and it's just like yeah. And thank you to the amazing human being who helped me with um, getting all these millions of bells and getting me interested in the game again. And yeah, it's gonna be great when it's all done. And finally, because um, I'm going to be like, I mentioned it in my last episode, but I started picking up Japanese again. Um, I've not done it so much the last few days. Like, as long as I do a little bit of practice each day, it's like, it's fine. I want to keep my streak going. Like, 23 days at a time recording, I'm going to keep going. 23, 24, I'm going to have it. And I'm hoping to um, get the basic module done off Duolingo. And then I'll, um, once I've done that, I'll tackle, a, I'll try to tackle a, um, a low, low level game. They'll say like a visual novel, but something like that or Mori Mori or something like that I can that like a young kid can play. Or something where if I play an Otome game it's like I can then translate it because there are games like that where that is an option where I can translate it. And I'm looking forward to it. And it's gonna be really fun. So yeah, um I'm going to um I've not gone on too much detail today. Oh hang on, I've missed something as well. Um, I also started a game last night, uh, Summer Night Twin Age. It's one of my DS games, and it's kind of like, it's one of the few Summer Night games we got in the West, because back in the day when Twin Age was released, um, the series was like, we got a few spin-offs, we got Swordcraft 3, 1 and 2 and Twin Age, but none of the mainline games. So it was kind of weird having this standalone spin-off game. But we wouldn't get any of the main games in English until much later, even though those localizations are so bad, I don't really want to play them anytime soon, which is disappointing. But I still want to check out Twin Age because one, it's on the DS and it's not super duper expensive. Like, Sawgrass 3, 1, and 2 are ridiculously fucking expensive, and I'll never ever own those. <laughs> not unless someone wants to trade me or I become a billionaire. Well, no, I wouldn't become a billionaire because I'm a good person. But. If I got loads of money, I would probably go after it because it looks cute. And the recently released like Magna Lord apparently is quite similar to it gameplay wise, but I don't know for sure on that one because I've not played it. Um, but yeah, I'm really liking it. It's like a, it's one of those games released for the DS when it's very like, oh, here's the touch screen. Here you can use it. You can use the stylus to put pick where you want the person to move to. You can use the stylus to battle enemies. It's like an action RPG using the stylus and it's just got such a cute like art style and a cute tone. It's really cute and I really really love it actually. It's it's so sweet. And it's like I'm hoping the game's not too long because like I don't really want to like sit into too much long stuff like after White Happened Two, which I mentioned before, which I've still not bloody done yet. But I'm hoping this goes well and maybe when I'm done I might be able to tackle something else. I'm hoping to um get more of my RPGs done, especially for the DS and the 3DS, because there are a large handful I've not beaten yet, and or played, but, and this year will be like, I'll get it done, and maybe when I've done White Happen 2, I'll be able to sit on a home console game, after so long, maybe even stream properly, because I say I'm going to stream, but I get anxious about streaming, so I tend not to stream, and all from bogged down with, like, real life stuff, it's just, ugh, I can't do all this stuff. But, you know, got to put myself first, be important, and look after my well-being, because my well-being is worth it, and it, your well-being, if you're listening to this, or, well, you will be listening to this, because 
that's why after all my podcasts and a lovely little small audience of people listening to what I have to say especially when the oh my the amazing like Emmy and Emmets two amazing people who um, I've known for a while who basically was like oh I finally got around to checking out Miller's podcast please listen to it if you like gaming stuff and it's like oh, thank you so much gorgeous and yeah to listen to the rest so hi Emmet if you're listening to this in like six weeks because shit takes forever when you've got other things to do because, you know, stuff happens. So if you're one of those amazing people who've been around being supportive, and thank you. It's, it's nice to know people care about you and what you do, even if it's really small like this and it's done purely for self-care. But, you know, even potential money in the future if I get to that point, which I hope I do. Because considering a lot of disability stuff and all the other crap I've had to deal with over the last like few years, I've put a fucking ton of effort into shit and I hope it can start paying off soon. I'm just going off track completely now, but um, yeah, I'm going to stop recording this particular portion and move on to the third topic, which which I'll do either tonight after the direct, because it's like 10pm my time, or I will record first thing in the morning, and in that session will basically be my reaction to what was announced, which um, I've seen some rumours, like... Um, Fire Emblem, which apparently is probably going to show up, or something from Intelligent Systems, which will probably be a new Fire Emblem. Um, Atlas apparently might actually pronounce Persona 4 Golden for Switch, which um, I've seen rumoured as well, which would be absolutely fucking incredible and uh, belated, but but that aside. Um, I also want to see Xenoblade 3 or something similar from Monolith, but ideally Xenoblade 3, which has already been like reliably like leaked and rumoured, so which is also good. Um, also some stuff on Kirby, and it's not too much I want, to be honest, because with Nintendo stuff, it's like, you can't predict anything about the Nintendo Directs anymore. Especially since, like, Smash Brothers has ended, even though, as an aside, I would like to see a complete DLC edition of that, like, properly released, with the DLC and all the patches on the cart, which would be incredible. Kind of like the Sword and Shield expansion. And there'll probably be news on, like, Pokemon Legends Arceus as well, because that came out, and people are like, oh, I love this game, it's amazing. Um, I can't think of many other predictions, to be honest. Oh, I would like to see some visual novel stuff, though. Something of some sort, especially on the Japanese side, because the Japanese side, like... If anything, I want to see come to Switch in terms of things I think could get announced on the Japanese side. Um, if it's not, like, mages, it'll probably be something like Utah Warimono Trilogy, which is long overdue from Aqua Plus to come to Switch. Like, it's on mobile and it's on PC, which is good as well, but not on Switch, and it's like, eh. Especially if Monochrome Mobius, the latest game they've been working on, is multi-platform, which I think it will be, because in Switch you've got to put your stuff on it, and it's like, I hope they finally put some stuff on it, like, not just that uh, Dogapom game, which apparently isn't very good, but I've not played it, and it's Japanese only, but if it doesn't come over, I'll probably just import the Japanese version, because... Well, it's cheap, and I, don't, I want to play it. I want to have that Aqua Plus logo on the Switch, especially like I'm playing White Happen 2, which is from the same developer. And it's like, more people need to play these games. They're fantastic, and I want them on the Switch. And especially if you're into VNs, it's it's really the most viable platform for console VNs now. Like, obviously, PC and mobile have their own thing, but need to be on Switch. Or maybe even, like... I think some other things like I'd also like to see a Bunny Mission Bond localization announcement as well, which was uh, Nintendo and Koei Tecmo's collaboration, which actually came out in Japan like a year ago, but hasn't been picked up for the West. Which I'm surprised it hasn't been, 
But at the same time, considering how Nintendo treated um, Famicom Detective Club, I'm not surprised. Like, especially when you, like, have to deal with, like, only releasing it digital only and charging a bit too much money for games that don't have a long run time. I'm just hoping they've learned from that misstep. Or even better, announce a physical of that for the West, even if it's just, like, a limited edition, like, Project Zero on Wii U, which, I'm glad Nintendo of Europe did that because... At least that whole release didn't go to waste, if that makes sense, because of having it digital only and people who didn't want to like expand their Wii U storage or couldn't expand it can get it. Yeah, I'm going really off track now, so I'm going to stop for real this time and I will edit this later and you can talk to my future self as I hopefully fangirl over this direct or get a bit annoyed, but I think I'll probably be fangirling. So uh, I will um, see you in like five seconds. Anyway, now five seconds later, which I hope is five seconds later because, uh, well, it's not five seconds later, but you'll know it's five seconds later because uh, I've just watched a direct and now I'm trying to calm down because, oh my fucking god, it was amazing. So yeah, it was amazing and um, partly so I can record this so I can go to sleep. So apologies in advance, this is going to be a bit incoherent and rambly, but you know, I'm so fucking happy. So uh, yeah, um, so um, first off, it was fucking incredible. I absolutely loved like pretty much everything and uh, to some degree, like... But of course, there's some amazing things because I mean, I made, I made my predictions this morning and I forgot what the predictions were. But I think I got my two big ones, which was the first one, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. It was revealed. I've waited for so fucking long. September 2022. It looks bloody incredible. It looks like Xenoblade Definite Edition. It's art style. It's like it's, it looks fucking perfect. And it's like I recognised it straight away with the British voice acting. It was like holy fucking shit. It was. Um, I finally got it. I'm just recognising that, and it's like oh shit. Wait, so long. And, um, yeah, I just hope it lives up to the hype and I'm just, I can't fucking wait. It's just, I'll be on that as soon as, as soon as I can. Uh, but most likely my game of the year, I'll wait, I just, I can't fucking wait. Uh, next one, which I'm really fucking hyped for as well, Mario Kart 8 DLC. Like, there were rumours of Mario Kart 9 and stuff like that, but I don't think anyone expected a whole, like, um, let's just make, like, tons of DLC sets with 48 tracks in total, release them in the next couple of years. As part of Mario Kart 8 DLC, all with retro tracks from previous series, and I am so fucking happy. Like, there were, um, very free name ones, which was Coconut Mall, which I can't fucking wait. Especially because I was watching with a friend, and she was like, Oh, before the podcast, I'm going to have Coconut Mall, have it on loop. And it's like, fuck, it actually happened! It actually fucking happened! So it's happened. And, um, there were ones like Chocolate Mountain, which looked cool. Um, there was also the Tokyo course, like Tokyo Blur from Mario Kart Tour, which I've not played, and I'm glad to see Mario Kart Tour courses come to an actually safe-to-play format that is safe for neurodivergent people, not full of fucking microtransaction shit. Um, but that's good. There were a few others I noticed in the trailer as well, which weren't explicitly named, which was Shroom Ridge from Mario Kart DS, Sky Garden from Mario Kart Super Circuit, which looked great. Kind of similar to Cloud Top Cruise in terms of its atmosphere, actually, but that's fine. And Toad Circuit from Mario Kart 7. So yeah, I'll be absolutely playing this. I can't fucking wait. Hope there's new characters as well. Um, I did write down lists, of course, I want to see, because they'll be revealing them over time. So it's basically like the new Smash Brothers in the sense of that. There's going to be more reveals over the next couple of years, and I can't fucking wait. It gives me reason to tune to directs and stuff now. Um, well, more than I had already. But um, of course, as I want to see, I wrote a list of things I'd like to see. Probably not complete. But, I mean, not complete because probably more I'm completely forgetting. But first things like um, Waluigi Pinball from Mario Kart DS, Delfino Square from Mario Kart DS, maybe more Delfino courses as well, like um, uh, maybe Daisy Circuit from Mario Kart Wii as well, or wherever the other ones are, or 
I mean, technically, Sunshine Airport's already in there. That's already in America 8. So, there's some Delfino rep for that one as well. Other things like um, Retro Bowser's Castles, because in America 8 in the base DLC, there was only um, the base content. There's only like one, which is the new one for, for America 8, so there needs to be more. I want to see um, N64 Bowser's Castle appear again, because I fucking love the atmosphere in that course. Um, also, maybe SNES Bowser's Castles and GBA Bowser's Castles, especially SNES or GBA Bowser's Castle 3 or 4, because. Um, SNES never has appeared in the Bowser's Castle form in, in the New America, and GBA, like, well, C3 and 4, because they're fucking incredible courses, and probably really good with the Antigrav. Um, other GBA I want to put down was, uh, Shigo Beach, which had appeared for America Wii, but I reckon would look even better with, like, yeah, put it round and have some slopes and stuff, that'd be fucking cool. Uh, America Wii ones, I put Cuckoo Cape, Maple Trio, both already appeared in America 7, but in terms of appearances, like, who fucking cares? Yoshi Circuit's appeared twice now. I can fucking ask them if I want to. Um, also mentioned both Woohoo Loops and Mario Kart 7, which makes sense because Woohoo Town, which is the battle stage for Mario Kart 7, is in Mario Kart like 8 Deluxe, which is, um, that's fine, so let's have all three! And then also Warrior's Galleon from Mario Kart 7, or Warrior Shipyard, depending on your region. Uh, DK Mountain from Double Dash, is fucking cool, I love that course. Uh, Daisy, Cru- Daisy Cruiser, which is like the boat ship, which is really cool as well. Also wanted a DK Summit or DK Snowboard Cross from Mario Kart Wii, which uh, I really want to see that, because that course is fucking cool. Um, right, moving on to other things, because I wrote a ton of things, which um, a lot of things I didn't expect to see, so I'm going to go over pretty much everything I remember, because there were, like, the majority of it, I don't remember, but pretty much everything was good. Um, for Kony, Forgotten Land, first off, fuck out, the game looks good, I want that so badly, it looks so cute and adorable. Um... Uh, live and Live Remake. Um, when I first saw it, I thought it was Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D, which was announced before, and I saw it again, and it was like, oh fuck, this is like, it was trademarked a while ago, as people think, oh, it could possibly come back, and it came back, and I didn't actually expect it to come back in HD 2D, like, I thought it would just be like a remaster, on par with, like, um, Saga Frontier. But it's back, and it's like, fucking hell, that's gonna be, that's gonna be good, because that game is actually considered to be one of the best in Square Enix's actual library, as well as, like, as well as Dragon Quest 3, like, having that and Dragon Quest 3 in the HD 2D is going to be fucking incredible. I'm looking forward to it, and I just hope I don't mess it up. Uh, also, on top of Square Enix, uh, there was uh, remasters. There were remasters as well. Chrono Cross, that was rumoured since, like, December with uh, another time collaboration. But I'm glad to see that. I hope it gets physical, but if not, I'll probably get one in Asia. Well, I'll just hopefully try to get out at some point. And then the Front Mission remakes, they were with um, Forever Entertainment, and they said a while ago that they signed a deal with Square Enix to remake some stuff, so that's why they're doing stuff, they're making a Front Mission, and um, I've never played Front Mission, I know there's like older Front Mission games, like Front Mission 3 you can get on PSN, and you can get a DS version of Front Mission 1, but if you're going to do four remakes, you may as well just do these ones, and they fucking look, they look incredible in the trailers, like... I hope the trailers are representative of the actual game itself, because fucking hell, that's, it looked good. Like, when I saw it, I was like, is this near? And I was like, oh fuck, front mission, I did not expect that. Sorry, I'm just having a sip of water, because fuck, I'm just venting, I've not done this venting so much before, it's fucking incredible. And the other thing was a Taiko game, new Taiko game, which was announced, fuck, like, there's like, yeah, like, 76 tracks as a base game, and then 500 tracks on a subscription, like, what the f- I'm like, what the fuck? It's just... I mean, that's just... I mean, I'm a sucker for Taiko, so it's like, I would absolutely be wanting to pick this game up, because even the 76 base songs would be good enough for me, but, like, having, like, like, it's like 500 yen for the subscription a month, and I think, I can't remember the Western price, it's probably something a bit similar, but... Don't know, depending on what the tracks are, I'll be down for it. Like, there's Legend of Zelda themes appeared in it. Like, I'm pretty sure the Zelda themes appeared in previous Taika games that only came out in Japan. Maybe one appeared in the um the 
Taiko Rhythmic Adventure Pack, which I've not played, but that'd be so nice. I mean, another friend's like, maybe it should be in a game, but like, you know what, I think I don't mind so much, but I think it could have been, again, like 500 plus tracks in one game, like you're trying to ship that for £60, I think you'd find it hard to just it from a business perspective because of the licensing fees and shit. So it's like, you know what, I'm cool with that. Like, I fucking want it, basically. I can't wait. And I saw it in the Japanese direct, because I was watching the Japanese Nintendo Twitter as well, and just seeing that there, and I was like, oh, that's cool, but I didn't expect it to come to the West. But another one that did appear in the Japanese direct first was uh, the SD Gundam G Generation SRPG. There was a new one announced. I don't know his name at the moment. But it was appeared in the Japanese one. And then it appeared on the Western one. And I was like, oh, shit, they're actually going to release it in the West. And it's like, I just hope... Yes, a physical. Like, I know the last one was like, I think Crossrays or T. One of them only came out on PC. So, like, the fact it's coming on Switch, it's like, I clearly think it's worth trying to release it. And it's like, fuck, I can't. Like, I haven't dumped into an SD Gundam game for a while, but like, well, I've not played an SD Gundam specifically, but I've played Super Mario Wars. And I'm like, I want to jump in because the SD Gundam RPGs are actually, you know, challenging from what I've heard. And it's like, I want to jump in. And this could be the one to jump into. Um, there was also the clone remaster that was leaked. Well, well, it's basically like, it's been taken out now, it's basically like, oh, it basically exists, but not been announced yet, and is official. So, one and two PS2 games, and, yeah, I'd be interested. Um, other one, Portal 1 and 2, um, Valve announced that, and I saw that in the Japanese Direct, and I was like, oh, what, you're announcing Portal Collection? And it's like, watch, I was like, oh, shit, that's actually Portal 1 and 2. And it's like, I think that's multi-platform, I think that'll probably be out on everything. I just hope when it comes out, it's physical and it's complete on carts. So I have to pay fucking patches. But considering that Portal 1 and 2 are like 360 PS3 era games, I think that shouldn't be an issue. And I'm just hoping Valve be more consumer friendly in terms of like one not being dickheads like some other companies. I mean, I'd rather fucking trust Steam than like EA's own fucking store, for example. I just hope they put it on cart and I would be there because Portal 2 is fucking amazing. I never played the first game. So, you know, I'll be all over that shit. Uh, other big surprise, um, Wii Sports, a sequel for Switch, like Nintendo Switch Sports, like, of all the things like, I thought would happen, I did not expect Wii, Wii Nintendo Switch Sports, like, I didn't actually expect, it's basically like, the same as Wii Sports, but you we can do it online, kind of like Wii Sports Club, but, uh, but with no me, so like, I don't mind, you can customise your own me, disappointing, but you know, I don't mind, like, you don't need the Mies for it, it'll be like, to play sports, and it's going to have a strap, and I've got a strap, but it's the same kind of strap with Ring Fit Adventure, from what I could see from the trailer, and it's like, um, it looks good, and it's like, I want to play that, it, I just want to, it's like, fuck, it looks good, and yeah, see friends, and then, ah, right, um, need to scroll down a bit, because, um, still got more notes, <laughs> still got more, I've been at this for 10 minutes now, fuck, um, Marriage Strikers, um, I'm guessing this is what Next Level Games was working on because they were quiet for a while. And like, it looks fucking great, actually. Like, I know there's a few in the past. Like, there was Strikers on the Wii, another one on GameCube. Didn't pick them up, but interested. But now it's come back and it's like, it looks cool. And no gear can change your customization. It's like, that looks good. That does look really good. Um, I don't know. I'm interested. I don't know. Like, I say I'm interested, but if I say I'm interested half the time, I don't even get anything because hashtag money and hashtag I don't know for fucking time. To play tons of games all at once, but you know, that's a life of the patient gamer. Um, finally, um, um, more lower key stuff. Um, Earthbound 1 and 2 for Switch Online. Like, wow, Nintendo Switch Online is actually getting games now. Like, last NES, like in July, like it took fucking long enough, but you know, sorry, at first thought of seeing that was like, oh wow, Earthbound 1 and 2 for Switch Online. Also, something I can get for free on this fascinating thing called an emulator. 
But, you know, people got Otto want to want it to play, but I guess if the accessibility features, it might be worth it, depending on it. Like, I might try it, but, you know, I'm not I'm not too interested, but it's still cool. I was like, you know what, mate? I've also, when I was watching it, I was like, you know what? Nintendo should make a hat trick and do Mother 3 as well, which is the notorious GBA game, which, um, which to be honest, if it did come over, should be a full retail remake because it's because of its age. But also, like, they didn't do it, so I was like, troll. <laughs> it's like, we could see 1 and 2, and then they won't do 3. And it's like, it's a running gag, basically, at this point. Um, a couple more from the Japanese Direct, which weren't picked up. The first one was a RPG from Marvelous Inc., called Loop 8, which is basically kind of like a visual novel segment. Like, when I saw the trailer with visual novel segments and cat girls and realistic school Japan and then some battle sequences at the end, it looks really cool, actually. I just hope it uh, delivers on what it wants to do. And we get a Western release, which will probably come from Exceed, if I'm going to be honest. That's what I think will happen. And finally, the last one, which was interesting from Square Enix, because they announced a live-action VN called The Centennial Case. Um... I am, um, I'm surprised to see it, because it's, well, it's a VN, I thought it'd be some form of VN there, to be honest, but I thought it'd be something from Nintendo, it's live action, so like, 48 should be a scramble, if you've seen that from Spike Chunsoft, which, honestly, when I saw it, I thought it wasn't Spike Chunsoft, but it does look cool, I don't expect the localization, because it is like, live action visual with actual, like, real Japanese people, and... 42A didn't appear to do particularly well, which I'm not surprised. I'm just hoping if Square does decide to localize it, whether by themselves or Nintendo, or even Spike Chunsoft, it's treated properly. But, you know, that's just uh, my little uh, hope, but I don't expect to see it, but it'd be cool. Um, I'm see if there's anything else before I wrap up. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I've, I know there's probably a few things I've missed. Um... Oh yeah, No Man's Sky got announced as well for Switch. I'm like, wow, I'm surprised after so long that's finally on Switch. So, that's good. I don't care for it, but that's really cool to still see for people. In that, you can play, like, No Man's Sky on the Switch. And I still think that is cool. Even seeing these older games. Oh, here it is. Oh, hang on, I'm just looking on Gomatsu now. It's actually launching worldwide. So, you know, that's fucking cool. That says cool. Like, we're actually releasing a visual novel worldwide with live-action images. That is fucking cool. Um, I just hope that I'd love to see this. Um, yeah, this would be fucking cool to see physical. Probably in Asia. I mean, squared, probably Asia. That's fucking cool as heck, actually. That's just... Yeah, I feel like this is kind of like... Um, a bit dis disjointed now. <laughs> a bit like, I mean, it's. I mean, I knew it'd be like a live reaction, but it's just really like really disjointed in that in a sense of there's not much game structure. But ah, fuck, that's it. I remember now. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors, Free Hopes. That was the other big announcement from the beginning. I saw it. It looks alright. I've not played Fire Emblem um, Free Houses. I. It looks. I mean, it comes across to me like, um, like Fire Emblem Free Houses, but for. Warriors, basically. Kind of like crossing Age of Calamity with Final Three Houses, if that makes sense. Like, in the sense of that uh, Three Houses is like a um, a sequel. No, like, Age of Calamity is a sequel to like, Breath of the Wild, but so I guess the same thing. I just hope it's an actual game, but not, like, a DLC, because because maybe plans are way so long. It's like, I mean, it's good, because it's like the best-selling Final game. Of course it's going to have that kind of thing, you know? That's going to be, like, really cool. Hmm, yeah, not... 
yeah, it just, yeah, it's really, really, really fucking cool, and, uh, you know, I just, uh, I got pretty much everything I wanted to finish direct, and more, like, I didn't, like, I did not expect, like, Wii, Wii Sports, I did not expect Wii Sports, at all, and, uh, oh yeah, um, Metroid Dread update, which is cool, um, yeah, I'm looking through the web, like, website now just to double check I've not missed anything. Because anything I want to talk about anyway, because I think there were a couple of others, but uh, very minor things, but I'm just, um, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> this is really cool. I hope this will be available to launch. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yes, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, um, this was cool, I, um, oh yeah, this is it, the SD Gundam game was called SD Gundam Battle Alliance, so, you know, that's really cool, so, that was a really cool direct, and I think I'm, uh, gonna, I'm gonna wrap up now, because it's nearly midnight where I am now, at the time of recording, so, I am gonna stop, I'm going to edit this together, ish try to edit it maybe fail but it will be um up um i'm gonna aim to have this up on the 10th of, of february tomorrow because one get reaction out as soon as possible for the clicks okay more people want to tune in and find out how amazing miller's gaming is and how much they'd like me they'd like to see uh, like a marginalized gamer girl talk about games because games are incredible and two because i want to get it out because i want to just have this like this adhd driven like hype happy rant about how fucking amazing games are and i love i love video games and being able to fangirl later this year with like mario kart dlc courses nba free wii fucking sports chrono cross um bloody taiko with a subscription service which i don't mind and just all sorts of other stuff I'm going to stop now. So, um, yeah, um, like, comment, favourite, subscribe, um, and all that kind of thing to not just my podcast, the Miller's Gaming Podcast on your platform of choice, if the likes, algorithm views, etc, 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 and so forth, but also my um, YouTube channel where I hope to upload more game collection videos. I actually recorded one just for the podcast, actually, and I'm going to edit that together at some point, soon-ish. I can't say when, but that's going to be cool. Uh, and that's it. And, um... I will see you sometime in the future. This is going to be the longest episode ever, I've just realised that. I'm like, it's got like nearly 18 minutes on this timer now. It's before I edit it down, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be the longest episode ever, but it's so fucking worth it. Bye-bye.